0: In there. It's weird and pissed off. Whatever it is, she just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. I'm Starting to think I spend too much time on the internet. Oh, what gave it away? Well, my son watches a lot of YouTube, uh huh, because he's young, and that's yep. what they do, yeah. And I said, "No, no, no, you can't watch these certain YouTubers because they're just designed to be addictive." Uh huh. Like a good parent, I decided to watch them, okay, and see <laughs> what he was in for.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Four hours later.
1: Oh God! How how do you not like slashing your wrist? I was
0: so hooked. <laughs> To the shitty watches. <laughs> that's what they do, man. They fucking get you. They're like slot machines on yeah. crack. Yeah. Oh my god. Hundred percent. It's just a constant dopamine river.
1: Yeah. Constant. I know. Well, that's like oh my god. The only like the only joy I see in life anymore comes from like a stream of Mr. Beast
0: videos. That's exactly my my fucking. Is it your pituitary gland? That mm. Is it must just be like a fucking wrung out crackhead's <laughs> dick. Because there is not a drop of fluid left in that. Thank from, you, Mr. Beast. From watching Mr. Beast videos and just getting constant dopamine hits. I so noticed. is he going to get a more expensive yacht? Is he going to crash a train? Oh,
1: my God. I know. Oh, my God. I love the ones where like they just buy out like a whole supermarket and give yeah. it to... Like, oh, my God. Or the ones where there's just a customer is in... Like and like the gaming store, and they walk in, and they're like, anything that you can fit in this triangle that's the size of the store. Yeah, you get to keep if it can. You can just keep it in the triangle.
0: But then you get those predatory fucks who like try and do charity on camera.
1: Oh, that shits me so bad.
0: Yeah, I want to see those people killed by dogs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So lutely. All the things like, oh my god, I, I sw- one popped up like the other day, and so it shows, you know, like they've they've got the camera, like, oh my god, like we're we're gonna make a server's day. So they're in America. So of course, you know, you don't have decent living wages. No. You've got to grovel for tips or you starve to death. Yeah. So they decide that they're gonna go into the restaurant, they're obviously being very demanding. They're like, Oh my god, I'm gonna takeaway box and oh my god, I don't wanna like get my fingers dirty. Can you put the pizza in the box? And blah blah blah. Yeah. They then they fill out the slip, we're gonna play it with card and they write for the tip amount zero. Zero. And then they zoom in while you – so you can watch the server go back, go to the till. You physically can see her shoulders drop because you know what? That's not the first time she's seen a zero in her working career. That's
0: the fifth time today.
1: Because people are cunts blaming workers instead of the system, which is there to keep women and people of colour and minorities poor. Yeah. And they do this whole thing about, like, oh, my God, yeah, when she comes over, we're going to, like, surprise her. We're just going to leave, like, $500, oh, my God, on the table and then film it. And then she'll cry and it'll be amazing. Having to degrade somebody into think that, you know what, they're not going to get enough money at the end of their day to buy food. Oh my god. And then we'll make them cry because yeah, they literally thought they were gonna starve.
0: Because you fucking gaslit them into thinking they were gonna starve.
1: Yeah. Like, oh my god, aren't I the hero? No. Yeah. You're a prime number one
0: cunt. Yeah, let's hold this person underwater till they nearly drown. Yeah. And then call ourselves their savior for pulling them out of the water.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, w- wave in that leaf Oh, maybe you'll have a home tomorrow. Maybe you won't. Guess what? You can stay. You're not a hero.
0: Now, when it comes to... Fading celebrities who are prepared to go on those shows where they end up in some backwater jungle thing, having to fucking eat yeah. bowls of worms. Yeah, I'm all for that <laughs> because they they just refuse to get any kind of transferable skill. and yeah. do anything else like they just will not give up their celebrity life. Yeah. I'm fine with them having to eat boiled dog dicks and <laughs> you know having to sleep with a snake. That's fine. I'm totally all for that.
1: But you know what? I think because it's bullshit because they're still in such a safe you know, fake atmosphere. Like, yeah. it's bullshit. Like, I want you to literally just strip everything from them, yeah. okay, put them in a singlet and a pair of boxer shorts, okay, <laughs> with no shoes, Yeah, one sock and one dump- One sock? One sock and then dump them under a freeway <laughs> in a really poor slum area of America- And watch them, like, fight dogs for sustenance. (laughs) That's what I want to see, okay? That's the real American dream there. That's what I want to see.
0: Yeah, fucking homeless with the stars. Yeah, yes.
1: That'd be great. Literally, like, none of this, like, oh, oh, you know, oh, but I'm in the jungle and I've got my little, like, padded bed. No, you might be
0: knifed. Yeah. At find out any that, stage. Find out that Tori Spelling knows how to turn a toothbrush into a shiv. <laughs> and she's prepared to stab a pigeon.
1: <laughs> See, I, re- I reckon if anyone's ready to go, I think Tori, Tori would surprise us.
0: I reckon Tori Spelling's got a survival instinct.
1: Yeah. She'll go full shiv. <laughs> yeah. Some of the others, they're just not going to make it.
0: Yeah. Ashton Kutcher, he'd, he would wither and die. Yeah. absolutely. He would absolutely wither and die. <laughs> <laughs> Mila Kunis, on the other hand. Yeah. She'd become like some, she'd like have like a, a throne made out of milk crates and like a big ornate coat made out of rat pelts. And by the end of the day, be the queen of the underworld.
1: Well, she's descended from fine Ukrainian stock. So yeah. we know she's a fighter. That's what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. But no, not good people like her. Just, you know, really. yeah. <laughs> you like, like what's that guy who was in Home Alone? Macaulay Culkin.
0: Macaulay Culkin, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, the Corey Feldmans of this world. Like, you know. Yeah, I'm
0: pretty sure Corey Feldman's been living this for a while. (laughs) If his rap career is anything to go by.
1: Vanilla, Oh, my God, Vanilla Rice. Can you imagine oh. Vanilla Rice under a freeway if he's not?
0: No, but that's the thing. Like He's got transferable skills. He's like a contractor. He can do drywalling and construction. Hang on,
1: I've seen that show where yeah. at least there seems to be one episode that they keep showing on repeat yeah. of, like, we're going to transform this home, yow. <laughs> and it's – have you ever seen his show? No. Oh, my God. I was – Okay, I might have been high one night, and it was on. I'm like, "Oh my god, is this the perfect? YouTube? It's the perfect storm." <laughs> and it is literally like vanilla ice. Just like he's still got like dressed up with his big sweater and the the baseball caps backwards, and he's yeah. all like, "Yo, yo, we're gonna make this pimping y'all." <laughs> and it's literally then he takes like a pot out and plants it in the ground. <laughs>
0: Well he might still find a career pimping up your, your cardboard box and your shopping cart.
1: Oh my God, either way, I am, I am so I am so for it. And for like their challenges, like make them like panhandle and be like you can use yeah. nothing but this cup and a bag of feces to try and get money from people out of Walmart so you can eat.
0: Yeah. See yourself be turned away from establishments you once used to frequent. What well, for change from someone you refused to tip earlier. Well, oh
1: my god, we could get what's his name, inventor of the sh- of the cruvel.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> See, I I can would crumble quickly. Oh,
1: 100. Oh my god, the dude shot his own thumb off in the <laughs> pretend apocalypse. He's not going to handle the real one. <laughs> oh my god, because you know, he's just going to show up with his cruvel and the first thing we're going to do is just take his cruvel away. Yeah. And yeah, he will just crumble.
0: Ruling out Army Hamer
1: (laughs) Oh my god, that's that's a whole different game show. That's a Japanese game show. Ruling
0: out Army Hamer, who is your bet Mm. for the first celebrity in this show to turn to cannibalism?
1: Courtney Cox.
0: Courtney Cox. Yeah. She looks like she does it for a ritualistic (laughs) <laughs> reason to inherit the, the strength of her, of her opponents.
1: Was it in Scream 3 where she had that really gnarly fucking yeah. fringe? Yeah. that was, Don't tell me that wasn't cut with a shiv. Yeah. <laughs> so who do you think? Who do you think would be the first one to go full cannibal?
0: I'm going either Laura Prepon. From, I don't know who that from is. From Orange is the New Black slash that 70s show. Laura, What's her name? Laura Prepon. Which one is she? She was the orange haired one in that 70s show and then she died at black for Orange is the New Black. Oh. So I can I can see her like going all kind of like hips about it and preserving, you know, preserving human meat. Okay. Uh Well,
1: see, I I've I've heard stories allegedly she's another one of those is a bit of a James Corton to uh, restaurant staff. Oh no.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but like seriously just just bone in hand gnawing fresh raw meat off Making dog sounds at the moon, yeah. that kind of stuff. I uh, think
1: she does that now. I don't think it's necessarily a change for her.
0: No, no I, I think that she'd go all hipster and like have a whole bunch of like preserving sacks and basically you know start making oh. charcuterie.
1: Okay, out okay. of humans. There we go. Because yeah. I think
0: I think she's got some class. But in terms of how- use,
1: all the cuts. You know, <laughs> otherwise it's just wasteful.
0: Yeah, but in terms of howling at the moon, eating mm. eating just a toothsome joint on the freeway, it's mm. got to be either Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> Or James Woods. I can see Kevin Sorbo going full cannibal.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, but you know what? He would find some way to make, like, he would find some bullshit passage in the Bible to justify why he is becoming a cannibal.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think that's the difference. I think James Wood would just be good old-fashioned in fucking sane. Yeah have us somehow come out during casting with like a rocket grenade launcher. Yeah. You know, because that's just James
0: Woods, man. And the thing is we could never cast um, – who's the rock guy? Ted Nugent. You could, mm. never, ta- you could never cast – Rock Nugent. out,
1: brother, rock out.
0: You could never cast him because, number one, he'd be too good at it. <laughs> he'd be like instantly like the sheriff of fucking Hillbilly Apocalypse Town. Uh-huh. And secondly, like it would actually lead to a resurgence in his popularity. Kid Kid Rock, on the other hand, would totally be like sucking dicks to get changed for a payphone to call his rich parents.
1: No, see, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say I reckon Kid Rock would be the first one to crumble because like five minutes in, all of this pretend facade of like I'm truck stop urban would just like fall away to the fallacy of his rich upbringing.
0: Yeah, I don't even know how to hitch up a trailer. (laughs) 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 You'd be fucked. I've never used a toilet snack. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, he's the first one hitting the mattress.
0: Oh yeah, he's the he's going to be the living toilet snake. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Bob yeah. Ball with the dob as he's facing the pillow, <laughs> pillow made out of Ted Nugent's ass. Ball <laughs> with the dob.
1: Oh my god. So if there's any TV producers out there who are copyright pending.
0: <laughs> oh no. Good luck. We've just given this away during the writers' no! strike. No.
1: Oh my god. You know what? I dare a computer algorithm to come up with
0: that shit. American cannibal. <laughs> there you go. Oh my god. And you vote someone off the island and then eat them.
1: <laughs> oh my god. we well, in this case, it's just a traffic island in the middle of the highway. Yeah. And they just get pushed out into traffic. <laughs> and then they run in and they eat the leftovers. <laughs>
0: Just a pile of silicon breast implants. Oh my um, god! Built up there like sandbags.
1: Oh my god! And you know what? The what you would do instead of like a million dollars, the reward would be if you make it to the number one, you get a role, you get a part oh. in a pilot.
0: Yes. You fucking sh- and that, That's just fight to the death. Oh injury. my god,
1: shit is gonna get so real. <laughs> amped it to the next level.
0: Just like Idia means prisons. You've just- <laughs>
1: <laughs> This is fucking death race Hollywood.
0: <coughs> you got Jennifer Aniston on one side, <laughs> and on the other side, Kaylee Cuoco and just here's a baseball bat, here's a car axle.
1: Yeah. Oh my the god. The next
0: one gets cast in the next rom com.
1: See, I'd watch that.
0: I'd watch it too. I'd watch that. <laughs> Absolutely, I'd watch that. <laughs> While fucking Xena warrior princess stands there wearing a homemade armor out of like human flesh and breast implants.
1: <laughs> no, no. Lucy Lawless is too good to ever be on our show. She, she is. is a star. It doesn't matter what she's doing. She'll always be a star. We love Lucy Lawless. Oh, my Lord. Well, we are the lesbian podcast. Are we? Yeah. Hooray. Apparently, we say, more, we say the word lesbian more often than lesbians. Do we? That was our feedback from well, the other week. Oh,
0: really? Well, yeah. They don't really have to say that often. Well, just, they just say hello, friend.
1: They were like, "I'm like, I like, I'm a, I'm a, i am ai like, I'm a lifelong lesbian." And I heard, listening to your podcast, I heard the word "lesbian" more times than I've heard in my entire career as a lesbian.
0: <laughs> career. <laughs> Did you have to do work experience? Did you have to study? Oh my god, you got to your way up. I got a the bachelor of lesbian. <laughs> There's a lot of knitting and rescue dogs.
1: Oh, my God. Well, you know what? I think lesbians would like that. There's a lot of, like, you've got to get your, like, tape measure out. There's a lot of measurements mm, popped down to Bunnings. You have
0: to be able to correctly identify mid-century condiment canisters. Absolutely. You need They're to be able pastel. to put up a shelf. They are clearly from Etsy. They are not real. They're reproduction.
1: Yeah. You need to be able to pick what's the best type of flannel for you.
0: You need to know where the best brew pubs are and which ones will do a pickled onion stout, if you ask. Absolutely. And, you know, the,
1: I mean, the more we talk about it every week, I just I lament the fact that I'm not a lesbian. Yeah. Like a lovely lesbian. I think that'd be great. Yeah. I've got jobs around the house that need to get done.
0: They're such good listeners because they listen to women actually speak to them and they can tune a carburetor by ear.
1: Oh, my God. And, of course, my car is still in the shop, so I could really do with a lesbian right now. Yeah. You if have files, no idea. If I
0: was a lesbian, I'd be a vacuum gauge. Oh, my God. <sighs> <sighs> There's one lesbian listening to this right now who's had to tune a carburetor in the last six weeks just going, that was actually very deep, that joke. (laughs) Not these modern fuel-injected Barbie lesbians.
1: Oh, my God. Look at us reaching out to the masses. Reaching out to the
0: masses. Hi, masses.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like to drop us an email about something, let us know at realmothman at gmail.com.
0: If you'd like to license American Cannibal... (laughs) It needs a catchphrase at the end of the show. Give us a catchphrase for American Cannibal.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Oh. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I am gonna. I was completely unprepared for this. I'm going to have to stew with it. I'm going to have to work some magic. Yeah. I'm going to have to go sit in a cardboard box under a freeway and
0: see what happens. You're the flavor of the month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
1: God. I like it. It works on so many levels. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. It, yeah. play, it plays to their deep-seated insecurity of being written out and having their show cancelled. Yeah, I know. Oh!
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, this will be the last time I could be on television. No, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Do, do you th- have you ever thought about – so say if you ever get murdered, okay? Yeah. Have you ever, like, spent a moment going, I wonder what picture
0: they'd use? Oh, uh, all the time. Like on the news. All like, the
1: time. which one? Because you've had some shockers.
0: Yeah, if you Google me, there is a picture of me with a beer, and I've got a microphone in it for the first ever solo comedy show I did called yeah. Sargasm.
1: Well, I'm thinking of the ones where you just look like a full-on, like, far-right neo-Nazi.
0: Yeah, because I shaved my head and had a goatee.
1: Yeah. So, I think it would depend on how you died or what the circumstances, depending on the photo. If they were trying to make you out like you possibly could have deserved it or... Yeah. Do 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 like
0: they did with Martin Bryant and Photoshop my eyes to be more beady. I love I love the fucking the, the news media in Australia. Thirty three people murdered with an automatic weapon, mm. and they're like, "This guy doesn't look dodgy enough. Let's let's Photoshop his eyes." Like I think his actions speak for themselves.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, his actions make him dodgy.
0: Yeah, so yeah. if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, Google Martin Bryant Photoshop.
1: Oh my god, we should put it up
0: on our um, Instagram. We should. It's and one of the Facebook. few things that I won't touch on this podcast. Is Port Arthur. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay, I thought, I thought you were going to say something else. But okay, sure. <laughs> Apparently, these days, you can touch Martin Bryant in prison for chocolate. Yeah, he can for chocolate bars. Yeah, he does sexual favours for chocolate. See, kids, all the, ooh, I'm going to come out and become like a mass shooter, won't I be cool? No, you will end up in prison doing sexual favours for chocolate. And that's not as fun as it sounds.
0: It's really not. <laughs> Trust me. It's really not. Having to suck a Tasmanian murderer's dick. No. Oh.
1: Well, no, he's the one doing the sucking of dick. He, that's
0: what I mean. Like, yeah. He's not the only murderer in a prison.
1: Oh, well, okay, well, fine. Yeah. But that's, that's different. Yeah, very that's different. That's different. Some murder can He's be. put on
0: a lot of weight. He must be good at it. <laughs> <laughs> He's eating a lot of candy. It's a lot of chocolate. Really? We don't need the death penalty in this country. It's going to be diabetes.
1: Death by diabetes. Oh, my God. How much has he put on?
0: Like 100 kilos. He's, he's How
1: many candy bars does he, he put A 100? Like, How much does a candy bar like?
0: I'm guessing. I'm guessing he's like a squirrel and he's just got them in his mouth. Just pushing the sides of it out. <laughs> what, dicks? Or just dicks and chocolate. He just looks like a fucking... He's
1: like Even fucking fondue.
0: (laughs) He's a fellatio squirrel. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Just dicks and chocolate bars and nuts of all kinds. Oh my
1: God. Oh my God. Fellatio squirrel. That will be Kid (laughs) Rock's name by the side.
0: (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh I've oh, still got
0: the tail end of COVID, don't do that to
1: oh, me Oh my god, that is fantastic like, You know what, by the way, out there, if you're listening to this, let us know Because we were thinking about the idea of Because obviously we do our, you know, scary stories We were debating the fact of maybe we should have like a singular show Just for chit chat yeah. And us like talking shit Let us know if you think that's a good idea If you tune into that Or yeah. if you're just like No,
0: just stick to the scary just, stories So that's, that's Martin Bryant now Apparently he now weighs 160 kilos
1: Oh my god How <laughs> much does he
0: look like <laughs> Axl Rose? <laughs> he looks like Axl Rose now Holy shit No wonder he's so popular in prison
1: Welcome to the Tasmanian prison
0: system, <laughs> <team> system. <laughs> We got a choice selection of chocolate Oh
1: my god, no, come back, come back, come back. Show me that picture. Because did you see the headline? It just says, um, oh, no, the other one, the one was before it.
0: Oh, sorry, hang on. What have I done?
1: I know, it was
0: just. Martin Martin Bryant, mass killer is obese and angry in prison.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How is that a news
0: headline? That's amazing.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, he looks very red in the face. He does. Yeah, he's struggling. He's well, no, not by the sounds of it. He's a very willing participant. Yeah,
0: that's very true. In the
1: in the in the candy wars. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the prison. We have lots of candy.
0: <laughs> oh 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 oh! Sweet chocolate bar. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? I hope.
1: I hope one day there is some American sheriff who's just he's just going to a school right now playing this to a bunch of kids going see it's not going to be as glamorous as you think it's going to be afterward.
0: He's Australia's worst killer
1: and then just have a picture of Martin Bryant obese and angry.
0: Uh, just with dicks hanging out of his <laughs> mouth.
1: My god, it looks like Kid Rock. <laughs> Oh my He's god! He's a octopus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's an ex-t-shirt. Octopus, just a Martin Bryant taking eight dicks to the throat.
1: Oh my god! No, we need to like, like some kind of dispenser, so it'll hold like eight cups or something, like eight serving platters. Oh, <laughs> Brian Octopus. Oh. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry, we've, we've gone down a very, very weird, dark yeah. track
0: I think if we're trying to build the popularity of this podcast We probably <laughs> shouldn't put Martin Bryan on a shirt <coughs> Like, he's a fucking straight up monster He <laughs> 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 on our Dicktopus shirt True, yeah, if we have him as like a squirrel with just dicks falling out of his mouth Like... <laughs> <laughs> Like an old Warner Brothers cartoon.
1: Hey, you know what they say? Don't do the crime if you're not prepared to do the chocolate-covered crime time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Imagine how
0: surreal it must be in prison. Where you're just like, man, I got 12 years for tax evasion and now I'm getting my dick sucked by Martin <laughs> Bright for a chocolate bar.
1: Wow. You, you, never, you never expect the, like, the twists and turns of life, do
0: you? You really don't. <laughs> So you uh you would just be sitting there just going, Wow. Wow 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 <laughs> Did not see this coming.
1: <laughs> I regret so many life choices.
0: Oh uh, school uh, reunion would be epic.
1: Oh my god, do you think that's the moment you decide, you know what, I think this is the sign I'm gonna turn my life on. Yeah, this is it.
0: This is your come to Jesus moment you're putting another Chiquito bar into Australia's worst ever mass murderer. (laughs) And he eats so much chocolate you don't have to worry about his teeth.
1: Oh my God, I don't know why I've just got, does he know it's Christmas time? Oh my God. We were
0: so worried about going over time tonight. I oh know. And we're already 25 minutes in. So okay. And we've talked about is Martin Bryant deep-throating for chocolate.
1: Oh my, see, this is what we're talking about. This could have, this right here, this could have been our single show. Yeah. This could have been our single show. And then... <laughs> oh, my God. So let us know if you tune in for that every week.
0: <laughs> just a bonus app.
1: Oh, my God. You know, just for shits and gigs. You know. <laughs> Well, obviously, still keep doing the horror stuff. Yeah. um, And the cryptoid stuff and the weirdo stuff. Oh, my God. But you know what? It's so weird. Talking about going down, like, weird, dark paths and tangents you never saw coming. Yeah. That totally brings us to the topic of this week, would you believe? Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, people always talk about Jack the Ripper. It's not a Jack the Ripper episode. Don't okay, worry. yep. People always talk about the Jack the Jack the Ripper like he was something unique. Oh. Turns out being a woman hating pervert with a fetish for prostitutes and murder was a dime a dozen in the eighteen hundreds.
0: Well we only just had that The article or the episode about the guy that stabbed women in the bum.
1: Yes, the bum stabber. The London butt stabber. The London bum stabber. It was all happening in London. Yeah. As this week we follow the adventures of one of Canada's, America's, and the UK's biggest fuck-ups. Hang on, all three countries? Uh Uh-huh. One person. Uh huh. Holy shit. Who unsuccessfully left a trail of abortions, prostitutes, blackmails, husbands, and pharmacists in his incompetent wake. Wow. In this week's episode of Dr. Thomas Neil Cream, The Lambeth. Poisoner. Oh
0: my god.
1: Or Dr. McCreamy. <laughs> or I have a cream for that. Oh no. <laughs> or being reamed by Dr. Cream. Oh, is that a Motley Crue album? It should be. Yeah. Or Bulk Build Murder.
0: Oh. Yeah. None of our American listeners will get that because that refers to universal healthcare. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Yeah, basically you just go to the doctor and it gets billed to the government and the government pays for it.
0: Yeah, and you maybe pay 40 bucks and that just gets refunded.
1: Sometimes Yeah, yeah. I was going to say a lot of the time it's free. Yeah. Oh, communism's awful. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to fight the dogs under the bridge? Who's going to suck <laughs> these dicks for Canada? American
0: celebrities. That's who. <laughs>
1: Now, this journey, and we will travel quite a distance in this okay. journey. In 1850, in Glasgow, Scotland, the Creams would welcome their first child, Aww. Thomas Neil Cream, into this world. Four years later, in 1854, the family would move to Quebec, Canada, and there, William Cream became the manager of both a lumber and a ship building firm in Quebec
0: oh, taking some of that Glaswegian knowledge with them
1: oh yeah yeah the creams established a very successful life in Quebec and welcomed another seven children
0: yeah they, they always had spares yeah
1: yeah that brought them into the world now despite having 10 mouths to feed The Creams had enough money to send their eldest child, Thomas Neal Cream, Mm. to McGill University in Montreal in 1872. So that's very well to do, you know, sending your kids to university. There he studied medicine majoring in pharmaceuticals. Okay. This sounds great so far. It's like a real cure. Like his parents worked so hard to bring him up and let him get the education that they never got so he could go out and change the family for better. Thomas presented his final thesis on the effects of chloroform.
0: Uh, That's a red flag.
1: And he graduated in 1876. Okay. He's still gonna go out, change the world, make make the rest of the world proud of the name Cream. Okay. Around this time, he had started fraternizing.
0: Oh, that's a good word.
1: This is this is gonna you might actually be related to this week's story. I wanna give you a trigger warning. Okay. He started fraternizing with Flora Eliza Brooks. <gasps> Her father, running a small hotel outside Quebec. In September of 1876, Flora fell deathly ill. Her father sent for a a physician, who upon examining Flora, diagnosed that the main problem seemed to be the rather shoddy abortion she had just received. Shoddy abortion. I just imagine you're just oozing. Oh my God. It seems that Dr. Creamy and Flora had already enjoyed the married pleasures. (gasps) Had they? I also feel this is an important time to note that... So this is just as Dr. Creamy has graduated from university.
0: With a Bachelor of Chloroform.
1: At the very same time, his girlfriend, Flora... ...was graduating from high school. Oh, that's not cool. Like, you know, the old world equivalent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it seems Dr Cream and Flora had already enjoyed the married pleasures, And when Flora had become pregnant... ...Dr Creamy had insisted that the only proper thing to do... ...was to have an abortion. Okay. And then Dr Creamy decided to roll up his sleeves... And have a crack at it himself. Oh, Jesus
0: Christ.
1: You know, those was back in the 1800s where you did things yourself. None of this I'm going to get someone in. Yeah. I'll do it myself because I'm a
0: man. Men knew how to change a tire, I, change a washer, and kill a baby. And have an, have an abortion. Yeah. I've read a book. Yeah.
1: I mean, it wasn't a book on abortions, but it was still a book. And I can afford a book, so I'm thusly qualified. Did he
0: just throw his side stones out of his
1: stomach? (laughs) See what happens. Plink. (laughs) So he had a crack at it himself. And it went horribly
0: wrong. Oh, dear.
1: Outraged, Flora's father went on the hunt for Dr. Cream... Mm-hmm. and then dragged Dr. Creamy to his daughter's side and forced Dr. Creamy to marry his daughter then and there at literal gunpoint.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. I love the fact that honour mm. overrules the fact that this guy is a backyard abortionist who nearly killed your daughter.
1: Yeah. like There can't be any more red flags. Yeah. like uh, Except
0: it, for the red flag he literally uses with chloroform.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, that he put up her. Like, he's literally, like, she is so much better off without him.
0: That's literally what a lot of American Republicans think universal health care is. <laughs> Just abortions stopped up with red flags from the communists.
1: <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm not looking at your red flag. I'm not a comer. Let's get married. <sighs> so, literally at gunpoint, he forced his poor daughter to marry Dr. Cream. That's fucked up. How can this go wrong?
0: Oh, I know. This is great parenting.
1: Dr. Cream agreed, and the two were married. The very next day, Dr. Creamy fled in secret and fucked off to the British Isles. Of course, he did. <laughs> Eleven months later, and the following. Year, August 1877, Flora, who had only recently begun to recover from her butchered abortion and mysterious pills supplied by Dr. Cream, she was struck down with bronchitis and then struck down and died of consumption. God. Still a better fate, it would turn out, than being married. To Dr. Creamy. Yeah. A year after that, Dr. Creamy graduated from the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons in Edinburgh in 1878. He doubled down. He had a licence. What do you think he got a licence in?
0: Abortions.
1: No, you couldn't get an abortion licence in the day. (coughs) Gynecology. So close. Midwifery.
0: Jesus Christ! That's the one. He's the
1: dude you want round your fanny. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Oh my God! Uh, all the all the tools. No idea. Doctor Cream put his worries behind him and travelled back to Canada, where he opened his own private medical practice in London, Ontario. Okay. In May 1879. The jury's going to strike out now. It's going to make the world a better place. Yeah. Here it comes. Starting now, 1879. Come back. 1879, his business model took a bit of a hit when one of his patients, Katie Gardner, a local chambermaid, was found dead in the outhouse behind his office. In the outhouse? She had died of an overdose of chloroform. What? Cream immediately stated, well,
0: it's, it's,
1: it's clearly a suicide. Of
0: course it is. I'll <laughs> oh, wait for it.
1: An inquest was held into the matter. Yes. Miss Gardner's roommate, Sarah Long... Claimed that Katie Gardner had accidentally fallen pregnant and that she had gone to Dr. Cream to,
0: quote, Bring her right! Oh, that's a fucking weird euphemism. (laughs) Wow. Sarah Long claimed
1: that Dr. Cream had told Katie Gardner, just hold up a minute. Yeah. Hold up a minute. Let's pitch this at Shark Tank. That there was a lot of money to be made if only she would accuse one of the gentlemen at her boarding house of being the father and threaten to expose
0: the pregnancy unless a fee was paid. He's a feminist. Look at him. He's just trying to spread the wealth amongst the women.
1: You might want to... You might want to... Pull the reins back on that horse.
0: Oh, is that horse about to run over Emily, is it?
1: (laughs) Sarah claimed that Katie refused. Right. So then Dr Cream claimed that, well, he just gave her a bottle of medicine and off she went. Dr Cream insisted that he had been treating Miss Gardner for
0: sentience. Sensience?
1: I had to look it up. It sounds like it's a fancy word for getting old. Okay. (laughs) Right. You know. um, So he
0: he thinks maybe she's perimenopausal? Well, she was like in her 20s. Oh, well, that's ancient back then. (laughs) She's probably had a litter of pups.
1: He was changing her for 10th and nothing more. So let's all just carry on from this depressing suicide. That's all it was. Clearly a suicide. Let's move on also claimed that he had a note written by Miss Gardner identifying a rich local businessman as the father. Both Miss Gardner's family and flatmate denied it was her handwriting and it was ruled to be a forgery. Well. Another doctor was brought in and this doctor testified that it was simply impossible Possible to commit suicide by holding a chloroform soaked sponge over your own nose long enough to cause death.
0: <laughs> the rubber band was yet to be invented.
1: <laughs> there was also the issue of the bruises and defensive wounds indicating Miss Gardner had struggled against her own quote "suicide.
0: Yeah, not too many defensive wounds in a suicide.
1: It's just her with like one hand, like over a face with the chloroform, and the other hand just slapping it away. <laughs> no, no, Stop killing no,
0: yourself! Stop I killing, killing you yourself! Stop killing
1: yourself! Worst excuse ever.
0: That's pretty bad.
1: Oh lord, the inquest came to the conclusion. That it was murder.
0: Murder most foul?
1: Murder most foul. Well,
0: it did happen in the toilet.
1: Yeah, murder are fouled. But there was not enough evidence to prove it was the good Dr. Cream. So Katie Gardner's end was ruled as a murder
0: by persons unknown. Mm. Somehow they found his monographed handkerchief (laughs) filled with the chloroform he kept. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and he was seen running away from the, the outhouse, m- maniacally laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Cream immediately packed up and fucked off to America. Of course you do. <laughs> Where that kind of
0: medicine is respected. <laughs> to Hollywood.
1: I will be appreciated. Dr. Cream moved to Chicago.
0: Oh, even better.
1: And set up his new practice right next to the West Side Red Light District and quickly became known far and wide by prostitutes and police as the area's most enthusiastic
0: abortionist. That is an adjective I never thought I would see combined. You know what he'll do for a Twix
1: bar? (laughs) Uh, No.
0: (coughs) (coughs) Holy shit.
1: Imagine putting that on the ad. (laughs) Enthusiastic abortionist. In August of 1880, a nearby landlord had a shocking discovery when he found the decomposing body of Marianne Faulkner found in a recently abandoned apartment.
0: No.
1: Police quickly tracked down the former resident of the apartment and an African-American woman named Hattie Mack.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Once in custody, Hattie quickly started talking. And told police that she sometimes helped Dr. Cream with his abortions.
0: Can you imagine a worse minority-to-be in America <sighs> in the 1870s as the black assistant to an enthusiastic back-alley abortionist? Mm. Mm.
1: Oh, man. Still doing better than some, sadly.
0: You'd you just go lynch yourself, Oh, you? my Holy Lord. Holy
1: shit. Just... She had seen him single-handedly perform, wait for it, 15 in one sitting.
0: With one hand? That's amazing.
1: In one brothel.
0: Oh, wow. Hmm. So it's like he's just checking. It's like he's tagging and testing. Group he's just going, discount. Oh my god! Just room to room.
1: Yeah. You no, know, that one's got Let me clean yeah, that just, one out. Just put the clean yeah. it out. <laughs> clean this out.
0: Just have the little thing that goes on your door. Says, no, no, I'm not pregnant. Come, come in. I need a scrape.
1: This womb is now
0: clean. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> womb service. <laughs> oh, I'm going to pass out. Oh,
1: my oh. God. You just leave it on a tray out by your door. Oh.
0: Oh. The maid will get that in the morning. Oh, he can hear him coming up the hall. He's dancing. Is He's... that why they give you that little sanitary bag? Oh, Jesus.
1: Oh, Lord. <laughs> Do- Cream bragged to Hattie Mac that he had performed over 500
0: abortions so far. Fuck. Who the fuck keeps count? I'm pro choice, but even (laughs) I think that's a bit too many. That's a few too many. Uh. I mean, your body, your choice, but let's not go for a record here.
1: Yeah, you always fucking telling women how to live. <laughs> telling women how to fucking live. If this was an Olympic event, you'd be like, for a
0: country. This is pure Guinness Book of Records. That's a mighty
1: American right there. <laughs> They're
0: not giving out gold medals for this. They are giving out a fucking, oh, something. Golden scoop. Golden scoop. <laughs> maybe some chastity belts. I don't know. Wow.
1: But that was his big brag. So he was obviously keeping a score. Thank God for fucking. Contraception. But then Dr. Cream had forced her, this is Hattie Mack, had forced her to take in Mary Ann Faulkner after her abortion had gone horribly wrong.
0: Oh no, his unbeaten streak.
1: He said it was until she healed, but in reality the woman died a horrible death.
0: Oh.
1: And terrified that she would be blamed, Hattie Mack fled. Yeah. Dr. Cream insisted,
0: what do you know,
1: he blamed the closest black person he could find.
0: Still works to this day. Uh,
1: And he said that it was Hattie Mac, excuse me, it was Hattie Mac who had performed the shoddy abortion and was now trying to frame him. He's the
0: victim. Oh, God. This actually might stick.
1: <laughs> My God, do you know how many abortions, I mean, <laughs> checkups, I could have been doing all this while? <laughs> Dr. Cream was charged. Oh. But the jury chose to believe the word of a young white male doctor over the word of an African American woman. And so Dr. Cream literally was caught with his hands right up it. Was acquitted. Jesus. Justice system. Yep. Later in the same month, another of Dr. Cream's patients, Miss Stack, stacked it for the last time after being given medicine by the good doctor. Dr. Cream then tried to blackmail Frank. Hyatt, The pharmacist who had filled the prescription for the patient, saying that he would tell the police that he had poisoned the patient. All the pharmacist did was go to the police. (laughs) But the police claimed there was no evidence to arrest Dr Cream. It was just a he said, he said. Another patient also complained to police after Dr. Cream attempted to blackmail him after he had not paid his bill. Right. 1880 had been a big year for Dr. Cream. Yeah. But that was nothing compared to what 1881 was about to bring. Ding-a-ling-a-ling, New Year! I think I should pour myself a new drink. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because it does not get easier oh really From <laughs> this is nothing this is just him literally warming up his hands
0: he's done 500 abortions that's not warming up <laughs> that's like the stories you hear about dennis rodman playing in the nba playoffs and then like running a marathon straight afterwards
1: yeah well i mean let's let, let not let forget the murders
0: holy shit mm-hmm. 500 abortions is a warm-up
1: what do you think Dr. Cream is going to be bringing to 1881? So this has been his energy. What do you think his 1881 energy is bringing?
0: He, well, he's an industrialist. He's mm-hmm. a capitalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes from a shipbuilding family, so he's got mm-hmm. some engineering behind him. Mm-hmm. I imagine he's going to invent some kind of steam-powered abortion machine <laughs> that's going to be like some steampunk pogo stick monstrosity. I have such pleasures
1: to show you. <laughs> No, not even remotely close. But he did invent something. Oh, God. According to him. In 1881, Dr. Cream started advertising that he had
0: the cure for epilepsy. That's a fucking random tangent. (laughs) That's really random. All
1: you had to do was take his pills. Okay. In February... 1881, Julia Stott came to Dr. Cream's office to purchase pills for her husband's epilepsy, and would return several more times for more pills. Now,
0: that seems like a strange side hustle. Because I wouldn't epilepsy imagine... Epilepsy medicine. I wouldn't imagine that epilepsy, like, even, like, today, is particularly prevalent. Mm. Like, wouldn't you have, like, come up with some bunkum cure for, like, consumption? Yeah, or-
1: I imagine it would have been one of those things where it's anybody who had any kind of seizure or a fainting spell, they would just go, oh, well, that's epilepsy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Here, have some opium.
1: You're yeah. cured. And I guess the advantage of, like, a lot of, like, there are people, like... If you're you're not, like, a heavy sufferer of epilepsy, you can go a good time between spells. True. So, you know, you've got, like, half a year's of money out of them. That is true. Yeah, and at least in the next town. In April of 1881, Alice Montgomery was found dead, murdered by strychnine. Oh. The woman had clearly had a rather bloodied Abortion. Oh. Less than a block from Dr. Cream's office. Oh, fuck. The police ruled it a murder,
0: but the killer was never found. Oh, dear.
1: By June 14th that year, Julius Stott's epileptic husband was dead. The coroner listed the death as death by epileptic seizure. Right. Maybe not get the family to recommend the pills to others.
0: Yeah, maybe not.
1: But then the coroner received a rather curious telegraph from Dr. Cream. Oh. Oh, You weren't seeing that coming, did you? He received a telegraph from Dr. Cream saying that the real cause of death was because the pharmacist had made an error when filling the prescription and insisted the body be exhumed and examined. Dr. Cream then selfishly helped the widow file a legal suit claiming damages against the pharmacist.
0: That's so very strange.
1: The coroner gave a sample of Dr. Cream's (laughs) prescription to a dog. Oh, come on. And in under 15 minutes, the dog was dead. Okay. Just I just I just, just the, the olden days. Oh why wouldn't you have to put it in a dog? Oh, that's not cool. T-
0: to be honest, I'm surprised they didn't just use a street urchin.
1: Yeah, that is true. Yeah. T- is there a Jew? If it up Oh my god. Yeah, it's the only scene missing from Blazing Saddles, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Oh my god. Suspicious um Yeah, or just, like, some poor row of, like, Native American Indians.
0: Yeah. Oh, God.
1: Suspicious, the coroner had Daniel Stott's body exhumed and discovered that his intestines and stomach had enough strychnine in them to kill the man three times over.
0: That's a heroic dose of anti-seizure medicine.
1: Much That's one way to stop you having epilepsy. Yeah, I'm dead. (laughs) Yes, but are you having a seizure? No, you're welcome. (laughs) Can't
0: have a brain uh, malfunction with no brain.
1: (laughs) All in in great, all you have to do is say thank you. Ah, Lord.
0: He's one of those people that fixes a bad noise in a car by turning the radio up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I do that. Shut up, it works. Much to Dr. Cream's shock...
0: An arrest warrant was
1: issued. Oh, dear.
0: But for him! No! And not the pharmacist! But I I issued a misdirection. No, what? But I I said telegraph. I even paid a shilling. Imagine being, like, scot-free, completely got away with it, and then just like, you know what, I could profit from this. Mm. I could profit from this lucky scrape. Oh, you know what? what, No one even suspects
1: from me minute that there's anything even slightly suspicious to it. Oh my God, look closer, it's clearly a murder.
0: What? I think Lucky Scrape is also the name of his abortion business. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing lucky about it. No. Oh yeah, you're lucky if you live.
1: <laughs> <sighs> so an arrest warrant was issued for him, not the pharmacist. Dr. Cream fucked off to Canada. Who'd have thunk it? But Dr Cream was quickly arrested and was brought back for trial.
0: Ah, extradition treaty.
1: The trial began in September of 1881. Dr Cream was disowned by his father. Oh, no! Some of his brothers and sisters provided some financial support. (sighs) But it was, shall we say, not the quality of expensive legal counsel he had enjoyed before. Oh dear. Julius Stott gave evidence and claimed that Dr. Cream had seduced her. <gasps> and on her visits to the office. Oh dear. He had been giving her more than bills.
0: <sighs> was it his dick? It was his dick. Okay.
1: And convinced... (laughs) I love that you had a doubt that it was his
0: Think he was was, giving. There was, ironically enough, a pregnant pause. So I had to do something.
1: You had to abort it (laughs) immediately.
0: I did. 501. (laughs) Uh.
1: Oh, Lord. Yes. So he was giving her the great big pill. And convinced her that they should poison her husband. And then they would blame the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical company. Yeah, have another drink. They should blame the pharmaceutical company and sue them and make a fortune. Jesus. She claimed that she fetched the prescription from the chemist. Then Dr. Cream tampered with the pills. And when she gave the pills to her husband, he died Almost immediately. Dr. Cream countered this by claiming that Julia Stout was a bad, angry woman. Whom he had heard speak ill of her husband. No. And had heard her threaten him. And that she herself had tampered with the pills to kill her husband.
0: The hysterical bitch defence.
1: Yes. Still to this
0: day. Yeah. Yeah. One of the witnesses,
1: a Mary McKellen, testified to the court that she had in fact heard Dr. Cream talking about Daniel Stott's murder before it actually happened. Oh, God. This will continue. Although... On an even juicier note, just between, you know, you and me and us listeners, it was later discovered that Dr. Cream had in fact previously courted Mary McKellen's daughter had wooed her, got her pregnant, aborted the baby himself, and then promptly dumped her. Holy fuck
0: Holy fuck. This guy's lithograph, (laughs) it's him holding a fish, without a doubt.
1: (laughs) This time, the court found Dr. Cream guilty of murder. Well. How fucking long did it take? Wow. And remember, all of this, he got away with it. No one even suspected that there was a murder. He was the one that insisted that they dig him up. Telling the authorities it was a murder.
0: Incredible.
1: Oh, I can just imagine him sitting in court just looking genuinely flummoxed, going, But 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 I said it was the other man. What do you mean you don't believe me? I'm a doctor.
0: That's incredible.
1: While he's doing an abortion. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, so he was found guilty of murder. Doctor Cream was given a sentence of life to be served at the Joliet State Penitentiary in Illinois with and how's this for an unusual catch? It sounds just it sounds so dodgy, like and you must spend a night in a haunted castle. Yeah. So you've got to spend your whole life in prison yeah. and wait for it. With one day each year to be served in solitary confinement.
0: Oh, with no pudding.
1: (laughs) No pudding for you. (laughs) Dr. Cream was given the life sentence. Dr. Cream spent the next 10 years at Joliet Prison. But then... Quickly afterwards, and I'm sure these two things are not in any way related. Right. Okay. These, I'm sure these have nothing to do with each other whatsoever. Dr. Cream inherited 16,000 pounds. Okay. Just shy of a million dollars today. Right. When his father... Passed away.
0: He left him in the will. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: It doesn't say how much the rest of the family got. Um. So you know, I mean, they could have all got like a you know a hundred thousand yeah. pounds. But so he did get something out of the will. So it's still like a yes. million dollars
0: to that murderous abortionist who has sullied our good family name with murder most foul. That I've disowned. <laughs> I leave the sum of a million dollars. What the fuck? Oh, my
1: God. Even fucking Tory Spelling didn't leave, like, a million dollars to his daughter. Like, yeah. oh, it'll just spoil her. <laughs> oh, my God. And Dr. Cream's sentence was revisited. Well. After his brother visited local governor, Joseph W. Pfeiffer. It's almost as if money talks. <gasps> Oh, my God. And rich people walk. Mm. <laughs> Dr. Cream was declared, quote... Oh, God. Eh? A fit and proper subject for executive clemency.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Abortions aren't going to do
0: themselves. Well, that's the thing. I mean, all these highfalutin society types have probably got some progeny to be looked after now. Now that the Michael Jordan of fucking abortions is behind bars.
1: (laughs) His sentence was reduced from life to 17 years. But with a discount for good behaviour, plus the time he had already served the last 10 years, Dr Cream was once again served back onto the streets.
0: How, how ironic that an abortionist should be given a reduced life sentence. Oh, but <laughs> a It wasn't, it's not a life, it was just a collection of cells, <laughs> that prison.
1: <laughs> so what's the first thing you do after narrowly escaping life in prison?
0: Uh, commit a whole bunch of botched abortions, impregnate someone, and then try and frame someone for murder and, claim- and profit from it. Well, you could do that. Or you could
1: plot your revenge and hire the infamous Pinkerton gang to hunt down Julius
0: Stout. Are you fucking serious? Mm-hmm. He hired the Pinkertons. Yes. He hired the fucking Pinkertons. The Pinkertons. <laughs> Which, for those that don't know, was the precursor to America's police force, but they were basically a paramilitary. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he hired the Pinkertons to find the woman that he'd been schlonging uh, who testified against him in court?
0: Wow!
1: But Julia was proving impossible to find, so Doctor Cream abandoned his quest for revenge. Ah, nothing will stop me from my revenge. Oh, fuck it. Oh, it's <laughs> been a week.
0: Had your Facebook set to private?
1: Yeah. Oh, what can I do? Honestly, there's nothing I can do. Oh, she's put on some weight. That'll do, I suppose. <laughs> So Dr. Cream abandoned his quest for revenge and instead fucked off to the United Kingdom and settled in the inner city slums of London.
0: Oh, God. This
1: time in prison had not been good and the doctor's cream had curdled. He had developed a now obvious drug habit and was obsessed with... ...with women and blamed them for all of his
0: worldly strife. And thus the incel was invented.
1: (laughs) Let me just... Let's just picture this picture of him to start off his journey in London. Okay. Okay. An acquaintance of Dr Cream in London described him thus. Okay. Women were his preoccupation, and his talk of them was far from agreeable. (laughs) He carried pornographic photographs, which he was ready to display. He was in the habit of taking pills, which he said were compounded of strychnine, morphia, cocaine, and of which effect he declared was aphrodisiac. In short, he was a degenerate of filthy habits and
0: practices. That's very specific. That's very specific.
1: And considering that everyone was filthy and dirty and that was just the norm, you know, in ye old London. The fact that one of the dirty, unwashed, filthy people made a point to point out how... Filthy he was. Yeah. I think really paints a pungent picture.
0: Pretty sure I had one of those pills at the big day out in 2003.
1: <laughs> Did it strike you with aphrodisia?
0: <laughs> it was a red
1: Mitsubishi. <laughs> Did you go into the abort tent? <laughs> <coughs>
0: Nearly aborted myself, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, so... Dr. Cream is now landed in London. Filthy oh. London and the filthy doctor is in town. And I think that's a good point where we put pause in it and we get ready to follow the filthy adventures of Dr. Cream in London.
0: He's like an abortionist pigeon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just a filthy rat. <laughs> that, in London. That will return? That will shit on you from a great height, <laughs> spread diseases eat your chips yep <laughs>
1: <laughs> and may very well hold the grudge
0: very much holds a grudge
1: oh my god but i love the fact like all of like the absolute carnage and the terror that he did to pretty much every woman that he ever met yeah and like and not just like ones that came into the clinic the ones that he was supposed to be like in finger waggle relationships with yeah he did Nothing but but like violate and lie to them and just abandon them and was just an absolute fuckhead. And then the one woman who testified, oh my god, how dare you? I was such a gentleman to you. (laughs) Like the first time somebody does him wrong, he's outraged. Yeah.
0: The fact that he poisons people makes him literal toxic masculinity.
1: Oh, my God, 100%. 100%. Oh, my God. Oh, would you like to see? I forgot to show you. Would you like to actually see a picture?
0: Oh, my God, yes, please.
1: Of the Lambeth Poisoner?
0: I'm guessing he looks like that 4chan meme of the crying guy with the bad beard.
1: He will be described later Okay. as being cross-eyed with a bushy beard. That's me. Oh, sorry, a bushy moustache. Okay. Yeah. So here he is, looking very fancy upon London Town.
0: That's it's so fucking rare that you look at someone and go, "Yeah, they're an abortionist." <laughs> <laughs> it's him. Holy shit! <laughs> if you were playing Guess Who, you'd just say, "Is he an abortionist?" And every other tile would go down.
1: Just and then just for and then just for that, is it the, like the aborted baby? He's wearing. Below his lip. That's incredible.
0: He just looks like a fucking monster. He looks like a skull, vacuum sealed with vinyl skin over the top.
1: And I don't want to give you um, any sort of clue as to what's going to happen next week. Okay. Will he find justice or not? But there is, there is there is a picture of him. We won't read the heading to the newspaper. We'll okay. save that to next week so people will know. But there's another picture of him as drawn by the papers.
0: Oh, wow.
1: He's very much overcompensating the amount of like hair on his lip to compensate for the lack on his head.
0: He looks like a guy that taught me English lit at uni.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Was his last name Cream?
0: <laughs> I'm not going to use his last name because I don't want to be sued. It He'll been- send the Pinkertons after me. <laughs> It could have been a long-lost family member. You don't know. No idea. Yeah.
1: Like what the hell, dude? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, can I just say everything that we've talked about? Yeah. Is nothing oh, compared god. to what's to come. I. Oh my god. Honestly, it's kind of killing me that we're doing this in two parts because I know what's coming in London. Oh. <sighs> and okay. So nobody skip ahead. Nobody try to get onto the internet. Okay. Yeah. And find out his ends. But I just want to say, if for no other reason, you have to listen to the end of this story because he has... I don't think it's any any giveaway. It was 1880. Everybody from 1880 is dead now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he is dead. His final words are the greatest...
0: Oh. Okay.
1: Oh, my God. I'm actually, like, my toes are curling. They are hands down the greatest last words that have ever been spoken by anyone ever. Don't look them
0: up. I'm not. I'm, I'm seeing if they're going to beat another... Uh, Last words
1: I know We have had some amazing last words On our uh, shows Oh my favourite was Remember we had that
0: Beware of evil company Yes that was pretty good
1: Or my paraphrased version Don't look at my knickers when I'm dead
0: (laughs) Still a favourite of mine Yeah 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 I'm just trying to think if it was Oh god who was it Now I'm googling to make myself look smart <laughs> but oh God. I
1: see no ships. Blah. What the- <laughs> was it Rambo?
0: It was Archimedes. Oh God! Here we go. Archimedes said, "Don't disturb my circles." <laughs> <laughs> So he was confronted by a Roman soldier in the, the siege of Syracuse. Yeah. And he'd be working on a theorem on the ground. He's like, don't touch my circles. And then he got murdered.
1: To be honest, though, I, if I was the Roman legionnaire, I would have just stabbed
0: yeah. him, too. Just. just oh, shut the. F- see if your death ray can save you now, Archimedes. <laughs> yeah, Stab.
1: I'm just going to say it. It is a thousand times better than that. Okay. It is so fucking. Perfect. Oh, oh my God, it's so many levels. And I swear to you now, you are going to store it away in your brain and it is going to be the final thing that you will say on your deathbed. That's awesome. Now that you know that that's an option. Okay. There's no way you cannot. All right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Yeah. <sighs> on that note, uh, just remember, real moth Men eat the carpet and you know what sometimes it's better to just have someone eat the carpet than you know because then you know you you don't have to worry about anything you know happening or making any appointments or anything going wrong afterwards so you know sometimes just enjoy the carpet yeah yeah
0: and there's no no in necrophilia (laughs) unless this guy's cracked it open and added some strychnine to it in which case There might be a big no.
1: (laughs) Why are you killing yourself? Why are you killing yourself? Why are you killing yourself?
0: When it comes to this guy's pills, take half first. (laughs) See if you're dead. Then party on.
1: Party on, mate. Party on, Garth.